Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. So, pretty interesting U.S. Open in L.A., wasn't it? Well, from a TV standpoint, I think it captivated the audience right down to the wire, as it should have. That's what the Open Championship's all about. The winner, however, totally unexpected. Nobody picked Wyndham Clark to come up with a win, but 29-year-older who has only won once on the PGA Tour, and that was a couple of weeks ago in the Wells Fargo Classic, comes up with a very, very good game of golf, as he should have. He was just precise at the right time. Now, whether or not he can be consistent with this remains to be seen. And he almost let it get away down the stretch. That would have been a disaster. Clark is not a newcomer on the tour, but he's never really been a big name as such. And he is up against a couple of really big names in Rory McIlroy and in the hometown favorite in this one, Ricky Fowler, who is from Southern California, although he went to college at Oklahoma State. So did Wyndham Clark, at least for a while. He later ended up at the University of Oregon. 16, 15 and 16, 15 and 16, Clark got bogeys. He had a three-stroke lead. That lead was narrowed to one. Rory McIlroy right there on his heels, but McIlroy couldn't roll home the key putts, and they were long putts. Didn't leave himself a lot of room there for any kind of, any kind of charge. But by one stroke, Wyndham Clark is the U.S. Open champion, the national champion of golf, and hey, that says something. He's a good player. See some of those houses on the course out there? I, the Playboy, is that what no, you No, well, they're all the houses on the golf course, like Lionel Richie's house was out there. I mean, well, it's some in of the, It's in the city. Yeah, it's I know. It's just did those houses were just, oh, my good. I, I at, at some point, I remember my dad saying, I think that might be one of the clubhouses. I'm like, no, that's probably somebody's house. I Hard think. to say. Uh, Los Angeles <laughs> Country Club is very old. It's been around since the late 1800s. So when it was built, it was not in the city as such. But Los Angeles has expanded to the point where, yeah, it, it encompasses everything now. Yeah, massive. Some of those houses are just unbelievable. All right. Uh, we do also have a, a sad note to... Uh, talk about this morning yeah he's one of the really top offensive linemen ever in pro football kind of flies under the radar a little bit except with me and i'll tell you why in a second bobby brown of the university of nebraska uh oh gosh an all pro with the philadelphia eagles and the rams and the browns and then the last part of his career with the oakland raiders he was a really key member of the offensive line made the pro bowl every year pro bowl all-star how it affects me is, <laughs> I'll not forget this. Uh, I was in at Philadelphia USNH5 uh, as a staff corpsman, and the captain, the chief of surgery, came to me one day and says, hey, there's a player coming down here from the Philadelphia Eagles, and he needs to have his physical for going into the reserve, Army Reserve. Are you interested in being part of that team? He knew damn well what the answer was. <laughs> and I said, yeah, who is it? He said, there's a guy named Bob Brown. God, oh my, it's the Eagles' number one draft choice from Nebraska. You bet. And he was a great guy. Huge, as you might expect. But Bob Brown at Nebraska and then later with the, with the uh, in, in the NFL period was just one of the top players ever. You're telling me that you had Bob Brown turn his head and cough? I did. I did. <laughs> Hell no, you're not going to forget and that. While, while, you, while you're amused, he wasn't. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no, you won't forget that. All right, when uh, Missouri State basketball opens this season, they do it on the road, and they will be facing a new team with a new coach. 
Interesting enough, they they knew they were going to face a, at least a temporary new coach anyway because Bob Huggins, the longtime 16-year veteran coach at West Virginia, had been suspended. He was suspended for remarks he made during a radio interview about a month ago, and he accepted that a suspension of three games. So the Bears knew they'd have an interim coach. But as it turns out now, they will be facing a permanent new coach because Bob Huggins resigned over the weekend after he was arrested for DUI in Cincinnati. This is not the first time that Huggins, who is 69 years old, has had that problem. And what's interesting is he has physical problems to begin with. He has a heart condition, but oh no, he's throwing caution to the winds and he was a DUI victim of uh, that kind of a charge, and so he has resigned effective immediately. So West Virginia's Mountaineers, who were a Final Four team a couple of years ago under Huggins, will have a new coach, and that's who the Bears open with in Morgantown, West Virginia in November. So the Cardinals had themselves a pretty good weekend. They were definitely due for that, but I wouldn't call it a comeback just yet. No, there's a long way to go before that happens. There's still they won two games, two out of three from the New York Mets. Cardinals are still 14 games under 500. One yesterday, eight to seven. Now that's the good news, and the Cardinals did it. Five of the eight runs came on home runs. Two of them by Nolan Arnato, including one in the ninth inning, a line drive shot that won the game. That put number eight on the board. New York Mets, not a real together team. And a lot of their superstars who they paid a lot of big bucks to, Sterling Marte being one of them, uh, just haven't come through in the clutch. They did get they did get some help uh, coming off the bench yesterday, but still, it's a team that is really not together as such. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, come back, we'll see. And the Cardinals do have the benefit now of playing weaker teams. They have the Washington Nationals today. They're playing them late in the afternoon in the nation's capital, have them for three games, then take two days off and go to London to play the Chicago Cubs in two games over across the pond in London, England. Those are not strong teams. Cardinals have a chance to get back into the scheme of things and get back onto the, well, at least narrow the margin. But 14 games under 500 is where the Cardinals are at the moment. So what, they can gain probably about six games, you think, in the next week or so? This is a division that's not very good. The National League Central Division, Milwaukee Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates are currently battling for the lead, and they're just barely over 500 themselves. It's not a good division. The Cardinals can make some hay because they do have the benefit of playing in this, and they're not as bad as they have played, but they are not a consistent team. Got to put together a streak of some sort and see what benefits that uh, is derived from that. Well, hopefully they can gain some ground. I'll tell you one thing, though. The uh, Springfield Cardinals have pretty much been the only bright spot in the state of Missouri for the last several weeks. Did they have a good weekend here in town? Well, yes and no. They had a six-game series with the Tulsa Drillers. Cardinals, Springbirds won the first three games. They lost the next three games, including one yesterday that really has to stick in their crawls. They had the lead, had a 4-1 lead over the Tulsa Ball Club. Tulsa's very good. They're the double-A farm club of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they have plenty of talent. 4-1 to lead, and Tulsa scores seven runs in the sixth inning against the Cardinals and beats them by a score of seven to, uh, by 10-8 uh, to eight is the final score. So it's Tulsa 10 and the Springbirds 8. So the Cardinals' record now falls to 31-32. and 32. They have uh, games remaining now. The, the first half of the season, Mike, ends next Sunday, and the Springbirds will be on the road. 
The Kansas City Royals fell to the Angels 5-2. about this? Back-to-back home runs by guys named Trout and Otani. <laughs> I tell you, Mike Trout and Soshi Otani hit home runs. That's, there's the basis of the Los Angeles Angels' strength right there. Anyway, Royals lose, Springbirds lose, St. Louis Cardinals win. What's the uh, latest on the uh, scene on the College World Series right now? A doubleheader yesterday, and of course they have doubleheaders almost every day. Later on this week, it'll be single elimination as such, but right now it's double elimination. Texas Christian played Virginia in the first game yesterday. Virginia's the former national champion. But they lost to TCU 4-3, and that was loss number two for the Virginia Cavaliers, so they are out of the College World Series. Second game last night, University of Florida Gators and Oral Roberts from down in Tulsa. Oral Roberts, a bit of a Cinderella team. They come in with an excellent record in what's really a mediocre conference, the Summit Division. Any or Summit League, I should say. Florida wins by a score of 5-4, and that forces the uh, Oral Roberts Golden Eagles into the loser's bracket. We'll see if there's anything can happen. Ned, you have a wonderful Monday, and I will see you on Tuesday.